Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. Welcome to broadcast that will bless you and bless your family for generations to come. In mm. fact, uh, we uh, last week began reading the scripture with Pastor Walker, shared a scripture with us that talks about God's mm. blessings, God's curse to generations, three and four generations down the road. Right. And uh, what an amazing thing to think about um, our knowledge of God today, how that can affect not only our lives, but generations to come. And, and I mean, and our children and our children's children and their children, our, our great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. an amazing thing. God's love and God's mercy and God's compassion is to every generation. That's the truth. That is, and, that is the truth. But, but uh, David, it's good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. And the pay what you know we we started last week this series and yeah. of course you you each week you're preaching this at church before we talk about it here and yeah. uh, this this thing about who your real dad is and uh, you know and it's that that really comes straight from the place of of hearing so many of our folks Sammy uh, men and women um, struggle at times at this place of of uh, being being confident of their father's love, being yeah. being um, feeling steady in within them that that I I, I understand um, my my father's confidence in me, trust in me, um, and and yet the older we get, often our our our, our earthly parents we we live in a different place than they live or. Or they may uh, not even be alive anymore. Yeah. But we can still be under the influence of of those early shaping years, and 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 the Lord just um, I heard you know I heard somebody say years ago that we you know we just from the time we get saved, uh, the Lord really comes to live in our hearts. He he keeps trying to take us back to that place of a child's heart. Mm-hmm. Now we're we're to mature, we're we're to continue, but but Jesus set that little child down in front of the crowd and and said, unless everyone becomes like this little child, mm-hmm. they really won't see or know the kingdom like they yeah. need to. So where in our relationship with our heavenly Father, we can stay at that place of of a child in His sight, wanting Him to 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 shape us and wanting us to be sensitive to to who. To who he really is, um, you know. I don't know if you remember, David. We were, uh, you and I were in Mama's cafe one morning, having breakfast. I was crying my heart out, and, mm-hmm. and here I was, I was fifty-eight. It was two years ago, fifty-eight yeah. years old, and I was, and I said, David, I don't know who I am because mm-hmm. at that point in time, if you remember, I said, I don't know if my dad is my real dad. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, and I don't know, you know, and and he. He mm-hmm. is. He was mm-hmm. my real dad. I mean, as far as my earthly biological dad. Yeah. And uh, but but I mean, all these things that happened. This guy had said he had evidence that he was my brother, and mm-hmm. and, and and my everything. I mean, everything went t- tipsy turvy, and, and you know, and I, I shared everything. You sat there patiently listening mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, and I, I remember at the end on the way home, I drove you home that day, and you said, Sammy, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're a child of your father, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And um, and mm-hmm. and you know it was simple, basic, but yeah. deeply profound. And here, you know, the thing that was amazing here. I've been a Christian, love the Lord, been mm-hmm. serving the Lord for all these years. Mm-hmm. And here I was. I mean, it was like all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from under me, and and and, and I had to say, okay, who really is my father? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. is my father? And what difference does that make to me? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, and it made no difference, and it made all the difference. Mm-hmm. It made no difference about, concerning biologically because I am who I am. Yeah. But it made all the difference when I understood that really the one that we can depend upon, there's one thing that we can know, I know mm-hmm. in whom I have Amen. believed. Amen. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep yeah. that which I've committed to him. I, I, could I take us back to Exodus 34 let's, let's and go. reread this this Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7? Mm-hmm. If you have your Bibles and could could uh, get yours out and just kind of walk through it. But then I, wanna, I want us to, before we finish this segment, to get over to the New Testament. Okay. Um, the the Old Testament will will reveal amazing truth about God and about man and just 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 truth. But the wonderful thing about the New Testament and the coming of the Spirit being poured out upon the church is that it's not just the truth, but it's the life mm-hmm. that that is to accompany the truth. And um, there's some powerful verses that that speak of how the Lord wants to make sure that we get the truth of Exodus 34 working in our lives here and now by the power of the Spirit. But here's what Exodus 34, 6 says, and this is to Moses. The Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed. The Lord proclaimed, and here's what the Lord said about himself. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, Talked about that last week. And then he goes on to say, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, thousands of generations, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. By the power of the blood of Jesus, that curse from one generation to the next generation can be stopped. A dad listening today who has been the product of a family line where your father and your grandfather and your great-great-grandfather and great-great-great-great-grandfather were all, maybe they were womanizers, maybe they were unfaithful to to their wives, or, or maybe they were alcoholics, or they were involved in everything. The power of the blood of Jesus to break the curse being passed from one generation to the next generation. It's not that the Lord is saying that he wants to pass on torment from one generation to the next. What he's saying is there's the recognition of sin in a family line. And if that, if that flow of sin, of breaking God's law, is not stopped, then the consequences of those sins will be passed on from one generation to the next generation. And the Lord delights in mercy. He delights in stopping. He delights in breaking that, that, um, that, that flow of those consequences. He's gracious and he's compassionate, but he's also, he's also just. I, the part I wanted to, if, if, if we could just, just bring up for today, uh, we talked about the compassion, gracious, slow to anger characteristics of the Lord. But then this word, well, the Lord says, he is abounding. He's overflowing. It, it, it's like it's like this artesian well that's just gushing up, not just flowing a little bit, but it's just it's just ripping and roaring like a geyser of 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 loving kindness, abounding in loving kindness. That's his heart. That's it. but when we've had these physical images, not being lovingly kind, but being hatefully cruel again and again, or, or abuse, or inconsistent. 
then we just we, we got to have a total rework on the inside, and that's what the Lord by the new birth wants to do. He is abounding in loving kindness. You know, when when you were sharing that, there was a a passage that came to my mind, and um, first of all, that word loving kindness is a covenant word. That's right. And it's it's a word that often is used in relationship to the covenant. And we are under the new covenant with Christ and his blood. Mm-hmm. And his loving kindness has been shown to us. But I, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about the covenant between David and Jonathan. And you remember they entered into a covenant relationship. And, um, I mean, they, that, that's thicker. I mean, it's, it's blood brothers, so to speak. You know, it's a, it's a, a relationship that, that, uh, can only be broken by, by death. And, uh, and, you know, it's until death that, that, and of course, with Christ, the, the, the death has been broken. He died. He gave it all for us. Mm-hmm. But after, um, Jonathan died, David said, is there anyone of Jonathan's household? that I can show loving kindness to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mephibosheth uh, right. what was there. And, and David showed the loving kindness to his household. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking of that as you were talking about that word loving kindness, that mm-hmm. God is so good. Not only is the curse broken, but the blessing comes. A new promise. That's uh, you that's know, right. that, uh, you know, often we're living under the blessing. Now, when we still have choices to make, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I think back to my grandmother's situation that, you know, my dad walked away from God. Mm-hmm. But when I came, when I, I could continue going down that road too, and I was going down that right. road. But when I came to Christ, everything turned around mm-hmm. in my life, in my dad's life, mm-hmm. in my family's life, my yeah. brother's life, my sister's life. You yeah. know? Yeah, and, right. and, and then, my children that were not even yet born, mm-hmm. a blessing was awaiting them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, everything flipped when, well, when you make truth. that decision. So that's the truth. And there can be a grandmother who's watching or a yeah. granddaddy who's watching. And by the grace of God, you're trying to uphold the standards of the Lord and live for the Lord and love the Lord and the promise for generations to come. Yeah. I, I believe through, through, you know, when I've often said this, and I believe it's true that where where you see Maybe it's even great financial prosperity, or there's there's great joy and happiness uh, in a in a family. Well, that particular family may not necessarily those individuals of this generation may not at that point in time be walking in all of the closeness with Jesus and lifting their hands in praise. But you could track that back somewhere that there was somebody. And that may have been long in heaven, but the blessing of the Lord, God's still blessing that grandmother's prayer by touching generations out in the, with the favor of the Lord, with the goodness and the kindness of the Lord. You study the generations of, um, uh, there, there, was a, there was a study done on a couple of, of, of American uh, patriarchs and uh, the founding of our, of our country, Jonathan Edwards being, right. being one of those. And somebody traced the the lineage generations right. out past his actual life, and I mean there were, it was amazing. The, the senators, I think, uh, yeah, presidents uh, of colleges, and you know that sort of thing. Right. And then then they and, and Jonathan Edwards had been in heaven since the early 1800s, probably. Yeah. But then they took the and, and traced the life of a man who was just a known drunkard and a known uh, godless man, and and tried to follow that for corresponding generations and the depravity and the, the degradation that that was there but God he does he 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 longs to bless generations to come based upon godliness that started way back here at the root mm-hmm. and he wants to bless it 
Yeah. And, and that's been one of the most amazing things. I think this goes to the core of uh, our faith. And the core of our faith is that deep within is God good. Mm. I mean, right. what is his nature? That's right. Is he good? I mean, is he a good father? Yeah. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, the first thing mm-hmm. that he pointed them towards was the fatherhood of God, our right. father. But then when you find, follow over, and that's in Matthew 6 and Matthew 7, you follow what, what he teaches about father and prayer. He says, yeah. if we being evil fathers know how to give good gifts to our, our children, how much more will the heavenly father, who is perfect in his goodness, yeah. give that which is good to his that's children? Right. That's right. And he's good. That's, he's that's, good, that's, and he right. wants to give us good things yeah. and yeah. even the bad things, even yeah. the bad things. One thing is that, you know, mm. a, a lot of people ask me about my cancer and this kind of thing, you know, even the bad things, mm. he makes them good. Let, let me just reference in the light of that. We see he's abounding in loving kindness and truth. Another way to translate the Hebrew word for truth is to translate it with loyalty. Mm. He's abounding in loving kindness and loyalty. And loyalty. Now, what does that mean? You know, what what is he what is he loyal to? Um, he is loyal to finish what he started in Sammy Tippett. Mm-hmm. He is loyal to the to the completed Sammy in the sight of Christ, and to the brothers and sisters watching us and listening around the world. When Jesus stepped into your heart, he came to to make mm-hmm. you new. He, he, there was something that was, that was set in motion right there. And, and he is not just loyal to you as a person, as someone that he knew before the foundation of the world, but, but, but he's, he's loyal to finish what he got started. Yeah. Which means that there are going to be some things that are going to have to be knocked off. There's some parts of that image, the sculptor, you know, working on the, the, on the image starts that, that rough block of granite or marble. And he's got to knock some things off, and sometimes it hurts. And it doesn't yeah. mean the Lord's being disloyal. It means he's he's pressing on yeah. to finish what he started in us, that yeah. we be in the likeness and image of Christ, been predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And, and you know, um, what I shared a couple of weeks ago about the report coming back yeah. and, and, uh, from my surgery and all, if, if I learned anything in that time was I learned that in the deepest times of our suffering, that he is there. Amen. He is there and he loves us. Mm-hmm. And our suffering doesn't mean that uh, he's angry with us. He's kicking us. He's, and, and, you know, there, there are people I'm sure going through suffering. So why? I mean, when, when you're hurting, you know, it's the first question you ask, but mm-hmm. why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. You know, but, but man, his love, mm-hmm. his love is so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in our suffering, he is able to take that, Show us his goodness, show us his grace, show us his mercy. And uh, it's it's better than before. Mm. It's better than before. And I, I just believe that's why uh, I tell people often, you know, your days ahead of you are better than the days behind yeah. you. Because, uh, you know, God's good. And you just, what it is, is we learn of his goodness. Mm. And when we talk about be, his, him being our father, mm-hmm. we learn of his goodness. One of the things I hope, Dave, and, and kind of relating this to my, my children, is I hope that um, that I can reflect Christ in such a way that they see me grow mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. and they see that uh, you know I, I may have been a little tougher 
and maybe I, I, I lost it some <laughs> as a father mm-hmm. earlier, but but I've kind of grown through that, and mm-hmm. and and they're seeing that I'm I'm becoming more like Christ, and mm-hmm. you know uh, that that scripture and going back to the Old Testament of of God being gracious. Mm-hmm. I think about some of the men that I know who are the most like Jesus, or I've gone on to be with Lord that were the most like Jesus. I think the one word that that I think of those older men is they were gracious. You know, I think of Dr. Dennis Kinlaw, who's in his eighties. I don't know where in his eighties, somewhere in his eighties now. And and he's a he's a great man of God. He was he was a president of Asbury Seminary and and uh, started the As Francis Asbury Society. Great Methodist preacher who experienced revival mm. and every time i'm around that man he is just so gracious mm. so gracious he's such a gracious man mm. and 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 it's just that over the years mm-hmm. he's he's become more like our father you know, who's he been close to yeah he's been in the presence of this one and and that's, that's right that's and and i exactly think that right. what what our children our friends our people that need to see is that that you know uh the the more we become like Jesus, the more we grow into His image, the more gracious we become. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of an, an interesting thing. I've, I've, I've noted that I, I I could point to several other a guy named Herman Wilkinson. He's long gone on to be with the Lord, but he was my pastor when I was ordained at the church where I was ordained. Mm-hmm. And he was an older man. <laughs> He'd be preaching, then he'd get excited about something, and, his, and starting with his neck, you know, just going up, his face just turned red. But you go sit down with he and yeah. Miss Wilkie, I remember. We'd sit down, and, and oh, he'd always have a book for me. Or, he's just such a gracious yeah. man yeah. and uh, yeah. in, in person, and yeah. it was so real. Yeah, that, it, it's it's amazing how that, how that's, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself that, you know, it's probably good that we're not having to raise children all of those years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, sometimes how to how you sort out, you know, being gracious like that mm-hmm. to a two year old who's just you know stolen her second cookie out of the you know out of the cookie jar. What you know? Mm-hmm. How, but the Lord is both. I mean, he's he's able to be firm, and he expects us as parents. And that's so much of the proverbs that you spare the rod, you you ruin the child. Yeah. That's what to spoil the child. You just you, you, you ruin it. it it's going to go to waste. So, Lord, show us how to do that. Show us how to, not with anger, yeah. but with love and compassion. And, you know, one thing is that for me, whenever I come through those times of discipline, and I've been through times of discipline, I always know, you know, God was so gracious with me. And and, and um, I, I think it was a couple Sundays ago you said, uh, you know, I'm the chief of sinners. Uh, you know, uh, the S doesn't stand right, for Superman. Right, it doesn't stand for, for Superman. Stands for right. Super Center. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the truth is, I that's the way it is with us, all yeah. of us. Yeah. And when you when you come through something, you think, God, you should have, you should have, mm-hmm. you know, stomp me in the ground, ground and me. I mean, yeah. just throw me straight yeah. to hell. Yeah. But you didn't. Yeah. You didn't, and you loved yeah. me. He disciplined me, mm-hmm. but that, it was a light affliction, and yeah. and that light affliction was good for me. Mm-hmm. It turned me, you know. Yeah. It, 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 he was gracious to me. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's yeah. a passage of scripture that that seems like a hard passage, but I actually think it's it's a demonstration of God's love. It's First Corinthians five five, where Paul was talking about there was a man in the Corinthian church mm-hmm. who had committed such horrible sin that not even the Gentiles, the people outside the church were doing this kind of stuff. And Paul said, 
I've decided to turn such a one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh in order that his spirit would be saved in the day of Christ Jesus. Now, that sounds like an, an extremely harsh thing to do. But what he was saying was God loves this person so much that if he keeps going on, there's no choice but God to send him to hell. But God's love is so great for him. He's going to let Satan destroy his flesh physically, bring his life, shorten his life, so that his spirit would be saved in the day of Christ Jesus. I mean, I mean that that's a hard one to get your arms around, but it's, it's really an expression of God's love that uh, that yeah. God say, I'm, "Hey, I'm not going to let you do that." You know, if you keep going, there, there is a you're going to go over the cliff. I'm not going to let you go over the cliff. You know, yeah, that's uh, and, and that's his love. I mean, and, 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 if, if yeah. that's the way I interpret that verse yeah. anyway myself. Yeah, uh, this this uh, section in Romans chapter eight and then in Galatians four, two places where Paul talks about this 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 matter mm-hmm. of the of the spirit of adoption working inside mm-hmm. us. Every every one of us are. Uh, are adopted yes. into God's family, and and by way of what Jesus has done, has has done for us, and and I, I think I think what he's then the Spirit was putting this in Paul's mind to write it this way, that you would kind of think that a that a natural born child might have some inclinations as to how the their father really was. Because it may have been around them longer, been been with them, you know, can see the same last name and their uncles and aunts that come from the same stock. But but when 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 we're adopted, it's as if we're going to have to have some extra help, really getting it as to who our father is and how the father could feel for us. How how could we, an outsider? You know, foreign to the covenants of God, as mm-hmm. Paul would say, the Gentiles are, which which most all of us listening here today would would be fall in that category of a Gentile, not a natural born Jew, and that it is so important to the heavenly Father that we get His heart for us, that one of the functions of the Spirit, when the Spirit is given to us, is to give us a spirit of adoption. And that spirit of adoption, not our spirit. It's not. It's beyond me. Just looking at these verses and saying, "Wow, wow, what a, what a heavenly father!" You know, what a, what a father. But, but that there is another spirit, the spirit of Jesus, who is poured into us, so that we can begin to feel, Sammy, and know from within our hearts that it's all true. He really has taken me as his own child, and I I am loved by him, and there is an irreversible kind of love flowing toward me. He is compassionate. He is gracious, longs abounding in loving kindness and faithfulness toward me. I'm not going to get that just by you teaching me that, taking yeah. the scripture and opening them, saying this is what is said. This is what the word says. Paul was Paul was saying that that it's a function of the Holy Spirit given to the believer to just warm our hearts and mm. steady our hearts with the with the experienced love of God in me as my Father as my real Father. The, the word you use there, steady our hearts, mm. steady our hearts. It, there's a certain um, what would you call it stability, mm. a certain foundation that you know you're just. Standing on firm foundation. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, normally a lot of times we hear about children who are adopted and their struggles and so forth. Yeah. Um, I, I had um, 
dinner uh, oh, a couple of years ago with uh, a family. I was speaking in a certain place, and um, uh, it was a man and his son and their wives, and then there was a lady and her husband, um, and the 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 father, the older man and his wife were there, and then the younger man and his wife. The the younger man, who was the son of this older man, considered this lady kind of like a sister. Mm. But the reason she was kind of like a sister was this older guy was a preacher, and he had been preaching in a certain place, and uh, there was a lady who was a prostitute mm. who uh, came to the Lord, mm. and um, and she couldn't raise her child. And so the pastor of that church took that baby and raised mm-hmm. that baby. And so th- these two preachers were real good friends. And so that's why she, they, they were very close. But um, so anyway, she was talking about, you know, this whole adopt. They were talking very freely about what had happened and so forth as, as we were at the table there. And so I asked her, I said, have you had, had any desire to find your biological father? And she said this. She said, no. She said, "Um, I know who my father is," and 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 she was yeah. talking about the, the father who had raised her. Yeah. But you know what? This was a godly, godly man who reflected the fatherhood of God. Mm-hmm. And she grew up in a in a family where uh, where there was a reflection of God yeah. as our father, and that yeah. brought that sense of stability to her that you know i mean she i mean she really i mean she said no you know i mean i'm i'm really at peace yeah. i mean she was as solid yeah. as solid could be yeah. because she knew that you know basically we're all adopted and our real father is yeah. the one who has adopted us and and that adoption has come through the blood of christ well and to be adopted means that you were picked out mm-hmm. and that you were especially wanted yes now, if it's uh, sometimes, you know, I, we, we hear of we hear of couples sometimes our age talking right. about this accident. You know, yeah. this, uh, here, here, here's what, you know, a child who may be 10 years younger than the other siblings. And this was a this was an accident, so to speak, that happened. The Lord gave them a child late in life. But we're not accidents. That's so right. You're adopted. And every and every one of us, every one of us in Jesus, we have been picked out. We were desired. Or our father wouldn't have initiated the adoption process. Yeah. Let me read this. this. This is Romans 8. It says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. This is Romans 8, verse 15. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father, Amen. Daddy. Daddy, but that comes as a function of the Spirit. Now, now Paul picks up on that again in Galatians 4. Now, I say as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he's owner of everything, but he's under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's a present active participle, that crying, mm-hmm. Abba, Father, which means that all the time, Amen. without stop, 
the cry of the Father, of the Spirit's, the Spirit of the Son, Jesus, at work in our, toward our Father is Abba Father, Abba Father, Daddy, Abba Father. We saw one, one occasion when we were in Israel a few years ago, and I had never heard the term Abba. I, I mean, I'd read it in scripture, but I'd never heard it spoken. And we were, it was during the Passover season there in Jerusalem. We were in a, in a hotel where we were staying and there were families gathering around tables. And, and there were these little, little stair step children, cutest little guys, little Jewish children. And one of them looked up to his daddy and said, Abba, mm-hmm. Abba. It was, it was a child to the father he loved and trusted and, and was asking question mm. and wanted to be reassured and maybe wanted a favor. Appa, Appa. That's the spirit of Jesus at work in us toward our real dad. If you know Jesus, his spirit is living inside you and he is crying out, Abba, Father, you have been taught. You have been chosen. You, you did not choose him. He chose you. And he brought you out and, and captured your heart and placed his spirit within you. No matter what you feel, whatever insecurity it is, whatever problem you're facing right now, you are a child of God. If you know Christ, if you've repented of sin and trusted Christ, you are a child of not just anyone. You're a child of the creator of this universe. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for um, those who've been listening to this broadcast. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit would well up within them and cry out, Abba, Father. Lord, I pray they would know that they are your children, that they are unique, that they are special. And Father, I thank you that you're going to do that. Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name to just move and to work uh, and those who've been listening to this. And God, I pray a certain stability, yes, a certain Lord. security yes, would encompass them. I pray, Father, that they would know that their feet are on the solid rock mm-hmm. uh, that cannot be moved, cannot be shaken, because you are their Father. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we've got another week of this stuff, and you're going to really enjoy next week. We're going to continue right where we left off today, and uh, I think it's going to be a blessing to you, so tune in next week. Why don't you share this with someone? There's somebody you know that needs to hear this. Tell them to tune in, and of course, it goes all week. It's played all week long, and uh, so uh, we'd love to hear from you. God bless you, and uh, we will uh, look forward to uh, next week when God is going to uh, share some things with your heart that will really bless you. Amen. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit SammyTippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.